Hello, my name's Gizzy Erskine. And I'm Sydney Lima, and this is Sex, Lies and DM Slides. Where we invite our celebrity friends to dive deep into their DM boxes to see what terrors lurk within. We'll be chatting about online trolls, online dating, perverted proposals and why everyone's so weird on social media. Sex and Lies and DM Slides. This podcast contains adult content, graphic details of our sex lives and the filthy contents of our inboxes. You have been warned. Welcome to Sex Lies and DM Slides. I'm Sydney Lima. And I'm Gizzy Erskine. So this week, I've been thinking a lot about age gap relationships. Yeah. And I've been thinking about how a lot of my exes are now dating teenagers, essentially. Keep in mm. mind, I'm 27. They're probably about 10 years older than me. Well, about 5 to 10 years older than me. Yeah. And I was once the girl that was the 17-year-old, 18-year-old that was dating the 35-year-olds, okay? So... What's your take on these? What's your experience with all? So when I was 15, I went out with somebody who was 28, 29 uh, for a year. My mum was was fine with it. (laughs) It's it's very weird. Different times, apparently. Um, It's weird. I'm going to be completely honest. The guy who I was going out with uh, ended up coming up to me about 10 years ago and saying, look, I feel thoroughly revolted at myself. You were way too young and I couldn't get my head around. But I was in love with you. I want you to know that. I think there are times when uh, it's more appropriate than others, but it really isn't that appropriate, let's be honest. Mm. I don't mind an age gap. My father was 30 years different from my mum. But I'm talking mainly when I'm teenagers. Like yeah. When I'm talking like from 16, like, well, 15 in your case. I absolutely cannot understand why a man who's in his 30s would mm. go out with a teenager, I, let alone somebody in their 40s and 50s. I agree. It's revolting. I literally... Sorry. I, <laughs> I've, um, so it's like, I was thinking back, because when I was 19, I was going out with a 30-year-old. Uh, about that and I don't know that person I was at 19 like they were they're just so far removed from the person yep. I am now like it's just so weird to think that my exes are going out with like teenagers like that because I was just so young I was such a mess I mean I'm still a mess yeah but, but it's like, a different t- it's not even a mess it's like, like you're just, discovering stuff yeah like I didn't really like I was having sex at 19 with my then boyfriend and it was like it was shit. It was fucking shit, like, mm. comparatively. Like, I just don't know what you're getting out of it. I think what the, the frustrating thing is, is it suits a young person to learn from an older person. What it doesn't suit is the damage that that older person will yeah. eventually put onto that younger person. Yeah. So without all of my experiences, as I'm sure the same for you, I wouldn't be who I am to get today, one yeah. of those things. The fact is, that person has crossed a, a weird line yeah. and found it appropriate somehow and I just I can't justify that for anyone uh, being that 17 year old so it was about 17 when I first started hanging out with like 30 35 year olds and like at the time I remember there was no women that were there like 35 year olds hanging out with us of course it was just the men hanging out with us I was like where are these women and like oh they're kind of getting on with their lives kind of thing um but it just made, like, at the time I thought that I was really in control of and in, in powerful position. But now I look back on it and I feel a bit weird about it all. Like, and, that, that, and the thing it. is, I've left that, I've left hanging out with those people, but they're still hanging out with people that are 17 year olds. Like, they're getting older and they're still hanging out with 17 year olds, these men. The teenage thing is, is the problem. It's like, it suddenly makes the whole thing feel totally sexualized. Like I said, even if I was a really mouthy, clever teenager. But it's still not okay. Mm. So my niece uh, asked me to buy some leg warmers for her birthday. 
And they were these like stripy old gothy ones. And I had to Google them and I couldn't find it for love nor money. Avril Lavigne ones. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. The Avril Lavigne <laughs> ones. Anyway, the search I eventually found that the only way that I could access them was uh, Harajuku girls, Lolita. Mm. And she's about to be 14. It's her 14th birthday. She has no idea that that's what it is. Yeah. But the fact that you're selling a product as a Lolita product to teenagers. Let's remember what Lolita yeah, is. Yeah, Lolita's right. from a novel and it's it's about a sexualized teenager. Yeah. And somebody's like a sexual awakening from an older guy's perspective. Like yeah. it's, it's it's grotty. And teens want to aspire to it. But teens but don't understand it. I don't think my niece has any idea. She sees it as fashion. Yeah. But the fact, I don't have a problem with her wearing them. They're not sexy. I mean, they're leg warmers, though. They're like, leg not... warmers. But the fact that you're allowed to sell them within fashion as a Lolita product, that's the problem. Mm. No, I agree. It's like, I mean, there's a whole, the Korean movement of uh, Harajuku girls. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I really would like to get a Harajuku girl on to talk about it a bit more and to maybe, like, hear her perception of it all. Because for me, I feel like it's a bit dodged. I mean, there's no other way of, of, <laughs> of lining yourself to it. You're either a teenager trying to aspire to be grown up or you're a middle-aged woman adhering to <laughs> men's fantasies. So anyway, um, who have we got on today? We've got on an anonymous guest who is um, has basically found love on Seeking Arrangement. And if you don't know what Seeking Arrangement is, it's where women, mainly women, go, uh, some men, I guess, to find um, a sugar daddy. Uh, so someone who will kind of pay for their lifestyle and this woman is very adamant she's found love for it this just goes to show my age you know you're really up on all of, all of these things you think that but I don't know. Uh, yeah <laughs> we're very well versed <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I'd never heard about it so essentially you go onto this website you put your vital statistics up but you know and literally your vital statistics everything from how you physically look your sizing what your aspirations are what you want from a guy and they pay for you to be in their life so it's a, it's a sugar daddy right mm. and you're a sugar baby um and some people just go in for the thrill of the one or two dates i mean is it escorting i mean yeah it is, isn't yeah, it? Is it course. sex work? Because a lot of people would uh, say it isn't. It depends where it goes. I mean, this it's, woman is obviously in a relationship with her sugar daddy. But, but that, was, that wasn't aspired to a relationship, or was it? But are you still fucking for pay? It's such a fine line, because if you're not having sex with a person, is it sex work? I don't know where these people find them, firstly. Because, <laughs> like, I've Hold literally, up. I've bloody where tried. <laughs> I've tried to get a sugar daddy, and it was it was like, I went on seeking arrangement once, and the guy I was speaking to, he wanted me to go and meet him in this private members club and to have, like, a coffee first. I was like, everyone else I've spoken to, like, posted a picture of their lips, and then they got, like, free grant. I'm like, like oh, why no. the fuck am I I've having to meet show up. <laughs> <laughs> But then that does make it being an escort. That said... She was getting her way through medical school. And, uh, but yeah, no, but the age gap was about, I mean, she was in her 20s and I think uh, he's about in his, his 60s. So she's probably around 40 years younger than him. Why would somebody want to, I mean, it's, it must be a power trip. What's the psychology in this? Where somebody has money wants, in it. Yeah, but what's he getting from it? She's oh, getting, he's getting money. He's getting young bodies. But nothing real. Anyway, let's see what you think. Text and lies and DM slides. slides. <laughs> Joining us down the line from the States is Babs, who is going to tell us a pretty amazing story of how she fell in love with her sugar daddy. Is that the right term for it? <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, 
it, you know, because initially you would think like it was a very sugar daddy kind of thing. I mean, what else are you going on the site for? But I guess I never really considered him as one because I think when we when we met initially, it, we just really hit it off the bat and it ended up being more of a friendship and companionship. And then it developed into the relationship that we have now. And so I remember all my friends were like, but yeah, like this is, you know, a sugar daddy kind of thing. And I'm like, I, you know, I guess no, just from how we perceive each other and how we respect each other. I don't think the finances wasn't such a huge dictator of, you know, the relationship. It was just something that came naturally to him to help and provide for me. But it was something that the love and the respect we had. For each other was a lot stronger. Well, listen, let me get you to rewind a bit there. So start okay. from the very beginning. How did okay, you guys sure. hook up the first time? In, and when I say hook up, I mean get in contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so this was like a really funny story. So it was July of 2017. I was 20 years old. And I had recently gotten scammed on Craigslist because I was trying to sell a laptop. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I'm 20 years old. Now I lost a laptop. So I'm really broke. I'm out like all my money. And I remember I came home and I was like really high. And I was like, okay, I need to figure something out about my lap. Like, I don't know what it is. It's either I sell my body or I do something else or I somehow just end up getting on the street corner and just like selling jokes for a living, which wouldn't get me anything. So I was really in this state of desperation because I had to go back to school in August. And again, I had no laptop, no money. So I remember like at 2 a.m. reading this Cosmopolitan article. They're like, yeah, you know, women have all the power and like, you you know, men are willing to pay for it. And I was like, oh, my God, if this <laughs> <laughs> just count me and I will do anything and everything. So I get on the Seeking Arrangement site and I was pleasantly surprised of just how professional it is. You know, you get on and they're like, everything's very transparent. And so the application process was interesting because they'll ask you, you know, you can't use your real name. So you have to use an alias, you know, to protect identities. And they ask you like your biography, your summary, what you're looking for, what your interests are, what you would expect out of of the relationship, Um, whether it was romance, uh, whether you wanted it to be more platonic. Um, They would ask questions like about like what kind of lifestyle you wanted, how much money you expected, you know, the your other person to have. So everything was just, again, very professional in a way. And so I remember, again, me being high at like 2 a.m., I wrote down like the dumbest things in my bio. I was like, hi, if you're looking for a good time and a date to your boss's like third wedding, I guess it'll be like a hoot and a half and like some really stupid shit. I was not taking this seriously at all. I was like, no one's going to take this seriously. I'm going to get And so I'm going to knock on my door. My mother's going to have a heart attack. So it was just like some really dumb. I was like, you know, if you want to help us struggling college student out, um, just with a lot of this, you know, basic funds that she needs. Um, I will, I promise I'll be a great friend. I'll listen to you. I'll be your therapist if need be for an extra, like a hundred dollars an hour, like whatever you need. So it was just really dumb. And then they'll ask for like pictures. And so I remember again, I wasn't taking this seriously. I had a picture of like my university's hoodie on like me posing like an idiot. I had this other picture of me at a frat party 
And I had like worn like a black bra underneath. So it was like a very Regina George moment for me. (laughs) It was so bad. Like if you saw this, you would have had like no respect for me. (laughs) The interesting thing about the website is just because of how professional it is and how transparent they make the whole process. You know, it's not like Tinder or Bumble where you just post and it's active and it's like immediately live. You actually have to get approved. So it takes about like 24 to 48 hours for your whole profile to get approved to make sure you're not like, you know, trafficking or anything. And so 48 hours later, I got approved and I was like, oh God, here we go. And so like, I remember I was scrolling through and again, everything is very transparent. I think that's one of the things I really was appreciative of the whole platform. So they'll have like different men and it'll tell you again, their interests, their bio, what they're looking for, um, whether or not they're smokers or drinkers, um, you know, what their lifestyle is like as well. And, you know, something like, oh, I'm looking for a companion or I'm looking for a romantic partner or I'm looking for you to just send me pictures of your underwear like twice a week, like <laughs> everything you could imagine there was there. Some people were like, I can only meet you at hotel rooms because I don't want my wife to know. And I was like, oh, dear God. So <laughs> you know, it was quite a filtering process. Oh, and the interesting thing is that they had their net worth. So you Whoa. could also check their net worth. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, what does it take to be a sugar daddy? Like, what is your minimum spend? Yeah. <laughs> How much I, money do you got to have? I mean, I gotten some stuff, like, from people that were like, you know, I'm, like, a professor and making, like, $42,000 a year. And I'm like... What do you expect out of this? Like, <laughs> you said that you had to specify how much money you expected from them. How much money did you put? Oh, my God. I, like, had such low standards. I don't even know. What I, I wasn't clearly going after someone with $42,000. Like, yeah. I think I had, like, some kind of higher expectation than that. I, You know, and again, it was more of just, like, the lifestyle, like, that I was expecting to want. But again, I was not taking any of this seriously. I was like, this is going to last a week. I'm going to cry and then I'm going to have to ask my parents for help. I want to say like at least like a million or two, like, you know, YouTubers make more than that. So like I was not, you know, taking, I thought I was being very humble, I guess. Um, So I guess a few days later, you know, I got a message from, you know, my now boyfriend, we're going to call him John. And John and Babs. <laughs> yeah, Babs and John, like, seriously, just vote us off the island at this point. And so, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, and I remember, you know, I got a message from him and it was like something really nice. And I, oh, because in my bio, I said, please do not watch Fox News, save yourself the embarrassment. And he was like, you know, what if I do, like, I watch Fox News, but like, you know, he said something really witty about it. And I was like, LOL, like, what's up, brother? Like, how are you doing? And so we got to talking and then, you know, we exchanged numbers and ended up talking over the phone. And it was just a very natural conversation. It was so pleasant. It wasn't awkward or creepy because I think that's one of the very big hesitations people have about it is like, they're like, there's creepos. And I'm like, there's creepos everywhere. You just have to learn how to filter them. And it's easy because you're online. (laughs) Our conversation was just so natural. It was so nice. What were you chatting about? So we chatted about like what he did. Um, and he had a really nice net worth that I was like, oh, okay. Go like, on. I Go on, how the beans. Yeah, I was like, hello, how are you doing? Um, and so we, yeah, we were chatting about what he did. He was a huge tech consultant. We chatted about what I did and I was like, I'm broke. And so <laughs> we talked about like where we're from originally, you know, like, and I, I guess the conversation did come up, like, what do we expect? And I was like, you know, I would love like a mentorship. Like I also want someone to, that I could learn from and guide me a lot with 
you know, the next steps of my career and my academic career. And I was like, you know, what do you expect? And he was like, oh, okay, like I take it day by day. Like I just love to help people out. So, you know, if it ends up being something more, that's great. But, you know, I would just love to kind of get to know each other. So I was like, yay. So there was no sexual implications. Like he was, there was no kind of talk of, it was just meeting up. Honestly, it was just so casual. It was so nice. Can I ask qu- quickly, like, how old is he and what is his net worth? Um, so John's net worth was... I think between six to seven million and he was older. Like, I think he was like, I think like 60 something. Mm-hmm. I want to say like 61. What What was the negotiation then? So you're obviously chatting, you're getting on really well. You're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the dirty, the down and okay, dirty. Let's get to- <laughs> well, I'm ready. I didn't yeah. even shower today. So. <laughs> So I'll tell you. Okay. So after a few times we chatted, he asked me for my email and I was like, you know what? I already got scammed. I don't need you making fun of me for it. He was like, you dumbass. Like, can you just send me your email? And and this was like, I guess, like marking a week after talking, he had sent me money without us even. How much? much? (laughs) (laughs) How much? (laughs) I know. Um, So I would want to say about like $200. 200 For just chat, for just some simple chat. Just from simply chatting, he's like, here, like, go have a nice dinner on me. Like, you know, let me know where you go and, you know, just enjoy your time. You know, take some stress, you know, off your shoulders. And I was like, oh. Did he ask for pictures? He sent me pictures. He already saw my pictures on the profile. Though. Okay. No, but picture pictures. But like pictures of you yeah. eating. I mean, I don't know why I say eating. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but pictures of you at the restaurant. So like any kind of like, were there any photos attached to anything like yeah, yeah. So like, for. um, I sent him pictures like of you know me and my friends over the summer, and he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, you know, you're like really pretty, and I was like, "Thanks, bitch." And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I already saw pictures of him like at work at Disneyland and stuff like that. So like, Disneyland. again, we were just like, "Oh, like, that's so cool." Babs, <laughs> <laughs> I've also got to say, I'm not that impressed. Two hundred pounds for a week's worth of work, even if <laughs> chatting to some yeah, rich even dude. if it was just being like, "Hey, how are you?" I'm like thinking that that's not no, good sorry, value for money. This, why is this guy at Disneyland? <laughs> Disneyland was one of his clients. Right. So, you know, after the first week, he sent me money and I like ran to my friend. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this guy sent me money. And all we did was talk about like, you know, life and say hello, hi. And I was like freaking out because like, again, I'm 20, never did this before. I'm like, this is insane that this is real. And so then a few weeks later, I had to go. I was at Lollapalooza, which is a festival. I know it well. um, And so. I was there with my friend and it was like on the last day and my friend was going to leave. And so I was going to go on the last, on um, like the last, last day by myself. And so I had no signal in the festival at all. So I'm coming back like all drugged out. And I was like, love <laughs> and then I get a message and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm on my way back to LA from Miami, but I was thinking of stopping over where you are, you know, would Ooh. you want to meet up? This was like eight hours, like after he had initially sent that. And so I read it and then he sends another message. He's like, well, I didn't get a response from you. And so I just want to let you know that I did book my ticket to come see you. And then I did buy a ticket at the festival. So let what? me know if you want to meet up. And if not, you know, it's whatever. So he basically followed you to Lollapalooza. He basically, I was telling him that I was going and he was actually in Miami for work. So he was like, okay, like, why not? I, like, when would we meet each other? We might as well do it now. Yeah. Because um, we don't know what like each other's like schedules yet. And so he, I mean, again. Was he into the headliners? 
Oh yeah, I just wonder if he paid for your tickets or level up or so anyway. I mean, no, he offered. That's the thing. He did offer to pay for my ticket. And I was like, no, no, no. Like it's okay. Like you've already done so much with sending me money because he had sent me money again like a week after that. How much was that? So I, that one was like three hundred, and so. I was just like, no, 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 like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I already got the ticket. Like, you know, you don't have to do it. He's like, are you sure? Like, did you get a hotel with your friend? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm staying at her place. Like, again, he was just being so nice about it. And so, like, I was like, no, no, don't worry, you know? Because, again, I still was like, I'm a strong, independent woman who just needs some man's cash. Like, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, like, we're actually meeting. And I told my friend, and she's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? And I was like... Well, like, he already bought the ticket. Like, I'm not going to be a dick and be like, LOL, no, dude, like, bye. Like, I don't want to do that. So I was like, okay, great. I'll see you tomorrow. I went back home and, you know, my poor mother is like this devout Muslim. So God knows if she ever, you know, found this out, her heart would just break. I remember I'd come home, you know, and I'm like chilling. I'm like really excited. I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm going to see this man that I've been talking to that's been sending me money. And (laughs) clearly I don't have a fear filter in my head. So I was like, yeah, like new opportunities, like just take it in stride. So the next morning comes, we're talking, and then he calls me an Uber from my place to the festival. And I was going to meet him up at the hotel that he got. I'm like pulling up and I'm like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. And again, I look like a typical 20 year old college student. I have my university's hoodie on. I have leggings on. I look like shit. Okay. I (laughs) look like shit. So we pull up into the Plaza Hotels and I see him and he opens the door. He grabs my luggage and we like, we're like, hey. And it was. I just want to tell you, like, it was not awkward at all. I think because I've learned about him, like, he's not an awkward person and I'm not either. And so we hugged and we were like, oh, my God, like, this is great. Like, how are you? We were like, good, good, good. He's like, all right, let's go to the restaurant. You know, let's just settle down. And so we get to the restaurant and we're talking and, you know, I'm still using my fake ID. Like, this. (laughs) (laughs) oh, shit, I didn't even thought of that. Did he know how old you were? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Like, it's embarrassing because I've still used my fake ID to get drinks. And so we ordered two Did anyone talk. look at you funny? The two oh, yeah. Days. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, okay, what? Like, what's going on? Is she like the Make-A-Wish kid? Like, what's happening? Is this- <laughs> kind <laughs> of. <laughs> <some respect>. uh, <laughs> how, just quickly, can I just, at this stage, yeah. how long has this been going on for? Because I can't quite keep up. From, from, first, from first port of call to meeting mm-hmm. online to actually this Lollapalooza date, how long had that actually been? So, like, two and a half weeks. Two and a oh, half right. weeks, cool. And you've got yeah. 500 bucks out of him at this stage. Yes. And then... And I was like, that's like... More I've made in a month. And then what were his expectations of you on that date? Here's the thing. Just because he's such an amazing guy and he doesn't take anything too deeply or is demanding or anything, I think his expectations were like, okay, we'll just see how this goes. Like, he didn't have as much to lose as I did. But had you negotiated money in order to meet, I guess, was it? No. No, no, he just just did this on his own conscience. He was like, hey, I'll just like love to come to see you and meet you. Had he had any other sugar babies before? That's the thing. I Like, I know he's had numerous other relationships. Like, either they were very transactional in the sense like he would just help them out and there wasn't any like love or romance between them. But then I also know he's had other love and romance relationships, you know, with these women that are clearly like boobs out and you know really bitchy and want to go to the nicest places and then i'm like humble from pakistan that's just like hey let's just go out and party Aww. um but he's had other relationships that i know of not that i 
need to know because I get jealous or anything. It's just like, I just want to know where you're coming from because I came from a very different place than I am now. Because um, by, by all accounts, what you're saying is you'd gone into this transaction with a... Oh shit! I need to make some cash and actually come out of it with a loving relationship and with a yeah, with a very loving relationship. So, two and a half years. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. So, how does this operate in the sense that you have a boyfriend that, but I'm assuming that looks after you financially now. That's kind yeah. of what goes on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to negotiate the transactions these days. You know, it's not actually. <laughs> no, it's funny because when I'm like mad at him, I'll pay and he hates it when I pay. And he knows that I'll only pay if I'm like mad at him. So how did it, how did it turn <laughs> into a relationship? Right. So like, I guess it all starts like after, you know, we met at Lollapalooza and he got me my first pair of Louboutins like literally an hour later. And I was like, wow. oh, my fucking God, like this is actually happening. I've only just bought um, my first pair and I'm 40 and wet my bloody ass off for them. <laughs> yeah, God. I, and I and you know what sucks is like I don't even wear them because they're so hard to wear. So like, <laughs> I feel so bad. Um, I guess like what how it transpired was like, you know, after we had met, we just had such a great connection, just amazing you know, vibes. And then when he went back to LA and I went to DC, we still were talking everything. And he was like, okay, like, cause I had no furniture either. I was moving into a new place with no furniture. And I was like, LOL, could we go to like Craigslist or something? He's like, no, like, don't worry. Like I get it. It's tough. I'll take you to Ikea. And I think he understands cause he never went to college. And I guess by the second week of August, when I came back to LA, he had picked me up. We went to our first Ikea date kind of thing. Like, I think once we were both in LA in a very stable environment, then it kind of transpired into something deeper. And again, I think the transaction part was obviously there, but I think we were too just invested into each other as people from the beginning that it was like, I actually just have an amazing connection with wow. you. It's, it's like, very clear. Just he looks like he's 40 and he acts like he's like 22 half the time. So what do, your, like, what do your parents think about this? Oh my God, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know you have a boyfriend. No. Oh my God, they would die. Really? I told oh. mom I had a boyfriend in high school and she took me out of school for a week. Like it was insane. So how are you uh, keeping it secret? Are you living together? Like, no, no, no. So we don't live together at all. I think, you know, my family, like, I think, you know, we're also just very unconventional. So we are all spread out. Like my sister lives in Dubai. My dad lives in North Carolina. My mom's in Pakistan and I live in LA. Does your sister so, know? So like, yeah. So like my sister does know. Yeah. She loves him because we went to DC to go see her. Mm-hmm. And so he's like also like a really good friend to her. And does she and know how you met? She knows, like, I think that we met through an app. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now she's a very good friend to her. I mean, does he look after her sometimes financially? Oh my God. He looks after every single person in my life. No. Like, yes. Yeah, so uh, this was a huge, this was an amazing thing. How much so, like, is this Apple, man, like, man got first, infinite funds? Oh my God. This guy's like actually crazy. Like, I look at him and I'm like, I really fucking regret going to college. Like, every single day. <laughs> like, every single day, I'm like, I really, like, why am I doing this to myself? What about his family? What do they think? They don't know either because I think he's also just very much like, you know, he's at that age. Like, again, all his siblings are very similar in age. So they're like older. They don't really share much about their relationships and stuff at this point. But I wanted to tell you about how he cares about the people in my life because this is a huge thing. And I think just as a life lesson, any man or woman you meet that you're thinking of being in your life, you make sure that they care about the people you care about and you make sure they have a relationship with them because I came from really toxic relationships and he's taught me so much 
just like how to have something healthy and stable. Like it's insane. And I will forever appreciate him for it. So I remember the first month into our relationship. So this is like September, 2017 now. And all my friends were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're going to die. Like, yeah, because oh listen, a lot of people would look at this as a sort of gateway and yeah. in inverted commas into prostitution. There's no oh, getting yeah. away from it. No, 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 not at all. And, you know, I guess in a way, and I think this is something that, you know, John always instilled in me. He was always like, you know, women have all the power. And, you know, and it's, you guys really need to understand that, you know, are women willing to pay $300, you know, without even meeting the guy? No, but guys are, because guess what? Women are very much of a kryptonite. And he's like, you guys are men's weakness and you guys have all the power. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And so circling back around with how he met my friends. So my friends were like really worried. They were like, you know, what's going on? Like, are you going to be okay? Like what's happening? So I was like, no, like I'm telling you guys, like really, he's an amazing, amazing guy. I've never met someone with such a kind spirit and such a gentle soul like him. So he had organized like a roommate, best friend initiation introduction night. So it was like me and like five other my friends, like all six of us. And so we went out to this like really, really you know, fancy sushi place in LA and we meet him and he has already ordered rounds of drinks and appetizers. And we're like, you know, we're like, John, and he's like, Hey, how are you? And he looks so cute by the way. And so he was, he was getting along with everyone. He was asking about what everyone did, you know, what their plans are, like how they are. Like he was just getting to know them. And it was just so amazing. Like it was Everything just like felt, it just felt like we were friends forever. But seriously though, there must be a side to you that's a bit like concerned that he's just buying your affections. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you adore this man. Yeah. You've, you've, co- you've come together through um, through something which is transactional. And, yeah. And um, that must be a, an insecurity for you or for yeah. your friendships. You know, like what would happen, yeah. let's say he lost all his money tomorrow and you needed money would he let you have another sugar daddy i think if that was the case like i think you know you know because again i don't think we ever thought about it i know that i'm definitely more of the budget conscious one for sure like even though like you know we'll do a lot of things together but i'll also be like hey like you know it's like we don't have to spend this much money if we don't have to and he's like i don't care like you know let's just have a good time kind of thing um I feel like if he were to lose all his money tomorrow, I think after two and a half years of just being invested together, I know we would just get through it. Yeah. Like, honest to God. And are you still on the apps? No, no. I We deleted that after, like, meeting. And what would you do if you found out that he was supporting someone, I mean, privately behind your back? Is there is there a, is that a concern for you? I think it's, you know, if I found that out in the beginning, I'd be like, oh, okay, because, again, the expectation wasn't as much as it is now. Yeah. You know, the relationship hadn't really transpired, you know, as quickly as had or, like, as deeply as it has now. So I think in the beginning, if that happened, I'd be like, oh, okay, like, I get it, whatever. Yeah. But I think now if it were to happen, I'm not seeing it as a transaction anymore. I'm seeing it as, like, okay, yeah. so this is an actual relationship that you, that you and I love. Yeah, we've fallen in love. We're boyfriend and girlfriend. We're serious partners. Like, I know he's helped a lot of his friends out for sure. And, like, I have no one saying it because, it's again, like, it's not my money. It's not like we have a joint banking account or anything. Like, I'm not telling him what to do with his money. Going forward, do you still want to be a doctor? 
Yeah. So right now, after, you know, I have like my morning cry and wine, you know, like I think. <laughs> the morning wine and cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's so cathartic. If you don't have it, you need to start. I'm going to tell you that. Um, <laughs> we, we do, trust me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then if you're really feeling it, you just have the tequila just straight. And then that just gets you feeling all type of ways. Um, I want to be a psychiatrist. Like, that's the thing. I think... I never got to steer away from medicine because I told my mom I had like wanted to drop out of pre-med and then she like didn't talk to me for six months. So I was like, okay, clearly this is her dream, not mine. And so I want to be a doctor for sure. And the only doctor I would want to be is a psychiatrist, but I'm in no rush to get there right now. Oh, okay. well, listen, Babs, we're going to have to wrap that right there. Thank you so much. This is a oh, fascinating story. Very fascinating. Thank you guys so much for listening to my story. And I just hope it kind of gave some positivity out to other people who are probably in the same situation. It's, so. it's really good. Much. It's a very interesting story. Thank Bye. you. You guys have a good one. Thank you for listening to our Spotify original podcast, Sex Lies and DM Slides. Please follow us on Spotify and tell all your mates about it if you enjoyed it. And if you have any weird and wonderful Sex Lies and DM Slides stories of your own, do slide into our DMs at Sydney Lima and at Gizzy Erskine. No dick pics, please. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sex Lies DM Slides. This Spotify original podcast is a Hayden Prowse production edited by Matt and Scott at Podmonkey. With music by Free Seed Films, our executive producers at Spotify are Rachel Simpson and Alexandra Aidey. 